What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, welcome to the uh, latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. Uh, I am Steve Wiseman, the Duke beat writer for the Raleigh News and Observer, joined by a co-host, Sheldon Williams. We're here for episode five of the second season, first season of John Shire, second season of our podcast. And this is it's time for us to actually talk about a real game coming up on Monday night. This is going to be exciting. Sheldon, how are you doing? How is you, how's your week been? It's been good. Um, a little slow, um, but other than that, it's been good. Uh, I can't complain. The, the weather has actually been nice here, so it hasn't been raining here in Atlanta. It's been <laughs> mid-70s, so I like this type of fall weather. The mid-70s is kind of cool. Maybe a light jacket, that's kind of how I like you know, that weather, so I'm, I'm kind of liking this right now. Yeah, man. I'm pretty, right in the same thing up here in the Triangle, so um, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful time of year. Uh, football's going on too, you know, so you get outside, do a little football, but we're, you know, in fact, I'm, I'm heading to, I'm to Boston for the Duke football game with Boston college. Duke can clinch bowl eligibility with a win on Friday night. We're taping this before the game, obviously. So, um, we'll see how the blue devils do. That's going to be a big, a big thing, but, but this has been a week about basketball, uh, right, right. About basketball. um, Duke had a scrimmage against uh, Houston last Saturday. A uh, secret scrimmage, uh, but you know the box score got out like it always does. Right. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, and then last night uh, for real uh, on Mon- on Wednesday night, should they uh, Duke played Fayetteville State in the the exhibition at Cameron uh, and and won that uh, handily, eighty two to forty five. I think it was the final score, but it really doesn't matter. But it matters to kind of how they played. They played a lot better uh, after uh, losing by eleven points at Houston. But one thing we're talk, talk about here at the start of the podcast is. Uh, John Shire said that uh, Derek Whitehead, uh, the freshman, the six six forward, projected to be a lottery pick, uh, probably one of the two or three best freshmen in the country, uh, is not going to be ready for the uh, start of the season. Uh, he has uh, he broke his foot, fractured his foot, is how the terminology is, on August 29th in a team workout. Had surgery the next day. Um, has been rehabbing since then. It's been consistent. He's had a couple little, you know, minor setbacks where like he was out of the boot and then back in the boot kind of thing he's not in the boot anymore i saw him last night or again wednesday night at the uh at the exhibition and you know he's walking around we saw him at countdown dancing so he's not in a lot of great discomfort but they have to get him ready 100 so he's uh, ready to go so that's obviously not the news duke fans wanted uh to go into the season opener against jacksonville but um that's just kind of how it is he's probably gonna miss it sounds like Maybe two more weeks, maybe two or three games, maybe the Kansas game too, right? So we'll see how they adjust, Sheldon. 
Yeah, I mean, it sucks to hear that, but I kind of go back to what I said before, you know, that he takes the same path as, you know, AJ, uh, AJ Griffin, you know, what he did last year. Um, I think that would be a good case for us, especially how he came on later in the year. Um, but for him, I, I know a lot of people saw clips of him kind of dancing and moving around. We think like, no, it's getting closer. It's getting closer. And then, you know, get hit with this news that it's not going to be as close as we thought. You know, I know the season didn't really start in a few days. They got yeah. one more ex- exhibition game. But knowing Duke, they're probably going to be more cautious than anything else. It sucks that, you know, we won't be full strength going into playing against Kansas. You know, that's the first measuring stick mm-hmm. of the season. And that's something that I would enjoy looking at. Like, hey, this is what we did against one of the best teams of the team that won last year. Yes. And, and then kind of watch and monitor our growth throughout the season. That's what I was looking forward to. But obviously, in sports, nothing goes the way you want it to go. It's always some type of, you know, wrench being thrown into the plans. But at the end of the day, as long as he stays healthy and he's doing this for the long job, you know, long term for his career, his journey in basketball, I'm all for it. Just, you know, as a fan, I want to see – our team full strength, you know, sooner rather than later. Exactly. Because, you know, if that game against Kansas doesn't go well, um, uh, with, and it's without Whitehead, which we think it won't be. And then Duke goes on to win a few more games after that. When he comes back, it'll be like, well, does that game, how will the committee look at that game when they decide seeding for the tournament? You know, I mean, I don't, I don't think, you know, Duke will be on the bubble or anything like that. Uh, shouldn't be, but uh, you know, when you talk <laughs> about, yeah, when you talk about someone being a one seed or a two seed or a three seed, and you got this Kansas game, which like, you know, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but hey, that's what we can do, right? What are you going to do? How do you look at that game? Like, you look at it as, you know, if, if Duke happens to lose to Kansas, if they beat Kansas with that whitehead, you know, that should be a win-win for Duke, right? And then, you know, we'll see what what happens to Kansas. And of course, Kansas is going to be without Coach Bill Self for a while. And that's a whole other matter. Um, and then who knows? They may be without him longer than four games, but we'll see how that goes. Um, before we get too deep into the speaking of that big game. Uh, with uh, with Kansas of the Champions Classic coming up here uh, on the 15th. Uh, that'll be a, a game that a lot of people want to maybe put a little action on, a little gambling on now that gambling is legal in so many areas of the country. I uh, want to make sure and remind everybody that our podcast, Believe in Duke podcast, is sponsored by Bet Online. Uh, with basketball back, Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. So at the start of the season, we mentioned Whitehead's injury. Derek Lively didn't play in the exhibition against Fayetteville State either or the scrimmage against Houston. Uh, he's, his status is more promising. Uh, Coach Shire didn't say uh, he wouldn't play against Jacksonville on Monday night, but he didn't say he would either. So it's kind of more up in the air. All along, you know, he, he strained his calf uh, in, in practice. Gosh, it's been two weeks ago now, maybe almost three. And um, he's been kind of seen as he'll be back before Whitehead will be back. 
Um, uh, but yet Duke has played now to, you know, uh, the scrimmage and the exhibition without both of them. And they've had to, uh, they've had to learn to adjust with the lineup, Ryan Young starting at center. Um, I guess we'll see how it goes And lively. It's kind of the same thing with Whitehead, right? You want to make sure he's hundred percent healthy. He's going to be a lottery pick. Let's not mess with his future. Let's not have something that's going to linger all year. I guess that's the best way to look at it. Yeah, I agree. I think um, also another positive that will come out of this is John has a chance to mix a lot of different, you know, people together to see different lineups and see how people react, how they play off each other, the chemistry, which is something that we will probably need at some point in the season because foul trouble or people may get hurt or whatever the thing is later down the line, they will be able to actually, like, you know what, we actually played with this early on in the season, you know, kind of go back to, like, you know, this is how it was working, this is what did work, what did not work, kind of, you know, tinker a little bit, you know, with that. So I think at the end of the day, still a little bit of a positive with that just because, you know, nothing's guaranteed. You don't know right. how, you know, the start line is going to be throughout the whole, the whole year. You would like for it to be a certain way, but yeah. at the end of the day, you know, you want to have chemistry with different people and different kind of duels and things like that. So I think it kind of be kind of a little bit of a blessing in disguise, so to speak. So, and a lot of times we have this go on, you have people that you didn't expect step up. And a couple guys did that when they played that first exhibition game. Exactly. Uh, Jalen Blakes is one at, at the guard position because, again, Whitehead would be a main a ball handler uh, out there. And he's not playing. So Jalen Blake, somebody who you know was a deep reserve last year as a freshman for the Final Four team and the team that won the ACC regular season, uh, and you know not much was really expected of him coming in this year with all the with all the guys they had coming in with with Proctor and Roach coming back and and all that to handle the ball and and Whitehead, but you know Blake's had twelve points against Fayetteville State. Um, he only had three against Houston, but you know he played played a lot of minutes. Played eighteen minutes there, I think. He played twenty seven maybe against Fayetteville State and uh didn't uh didn't have a lot of turnovers against Houston. He had four turnovers against Fayetteville State. Uh one thing that uh Shire missed was a lot of those were late in the game when he was trying to kind of force some things uh to I think he had three assists and two steals. So he was trying to get some more assists there. The team shared the ball really well. But again that's that's somebody who now looks like okay he's doing some things. He's putting the ball in the basket. He's he's setting other people up. They're you know they want to they want to play fast on offense. Uh, and, and there's another guy that can come in there and spell somebody if there's foul trouble. It, it's like you said, we didn't know what to expect from little was really expected. Right. And now there's an opportunity. Boom. He's ready. He took advantage of it. So who knows down the road when that'll, when that'll pay off, you know, once Whitehead comes back, uh, you know, maybe somebody has foul trouble, whatever, somebody tweaks an ankle, whatever, uh, an ACC game and Blake has to come in and play a lot in the second half. He's ready to do it. And that's a good thing. Let's look at it that way. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, uh, almost similar to uh, last year when Roach got taken out of the start of the lineup and was coming off the bench and things like that, whatever. And then all of a sudden, his opportunity came back around. He took advantage of that, and he became this big spark that we needed late in the uh, the season last year. And all of a sudden, we needed uh, another facilitator. We needed somebody to be an aggressive driver and score and put pressure on their defense. He became that guy for us, and he became consistent that second part late in the year, all the way throughout the tournament. So, like I said, like you just said, it could be something that we can actually rely on later on. And he's taking advantage of this this opportunity right now. I just hope that his confidence 
stays the way it is now, especially when other guys are come back and kind of infiltrate themselves into the system with other guys. And his, his confidence still stays high, but you know, I'm still secure in what I've been doing and the work I've been paying off. And I don't want to, you know, as a young person, you can kind of let that get to you a little bit. So hopefully that doesn't happen with him, but we have a lot of great guys and hopefully that with a lot of these great guys keep helping each other out. And because at some point we're going to need everybody on that bench. Right. And again, because uh, uh, so many newcomers this year, uh, Jeremy Roach is the only captain, but I would think Blake's, you know, as a sophomore, a rare sophomore on this team, it's kind of the, they don't have, it's like hockey, yeah, the assistant captain or whatever, you know, um, that's, that's what he would be, I guess. So uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would put him, uh, uh, you know, it, it, I, he's, he's well-liked on the team. You know, he's playing well, even when he's not, if he doesn't some his minutes go away when Whitehead comes back, uh, he's still going to have an important role in this team. And, and now, now he can do it on the court and off the court. So that's a good thing that's come from all this, um, you know, injury turmoil uh, that they've had here in, in the preseason. Um, the Houston scrimmage, let's talk about that first, since that was last month, uh, last Saturday. We haven't had, uh, done a, um, a pod since then. Uh, the final score was 61 to 50. Um, Duke shot two out of 17 from three points, uh, which is not what you want. Um, I think Houston's shooting ended up being about 54%. So that's a lot higher than what you want the opponent to do. Houston's top three, they're ranked third in the country. They, you know, Marcus Sasser is a preseason conference player of the year in their league, um, All-American candidate. Uh, he got hurt last year and didn't play in the NCAA tournament. Houston made the final four, you know, the year before with him. Last year, without him, they made the Elite Eight and lost to uh, Villanova. So they're a solid program. I mean, this is like, you know, this is a big a big deal for the Duke to go down and scrimmage them. And obviously, they don't want to lose it, but um, uh, they gained a lot of things from it, I think. And one thing that, that Tyrese Proctor, uh, we talked to him on Tuesday before, uh, after that, and before the Fayetteville State exhibition, he was like, we have no concerns at all about, about the shooting. Uh, we worked our offense. We got the shots. They we just didn't hit them. That's all there was to it. Shire was more like, okay, I hear what Tyrese is saying. You know, Houston defended as well, too. Let's let's give them a little credit, but uh, maybe they played a role in it. But so there wasn't a whole lot of concern. Last night, Duke shot a lot better from three-point uh, against Fayetteville State. They uh, I think they ended up like 42% or something like that. But they made seven of the first 14 in the first half to kind of build a lead. So um, I guess, you know, what are your thoughts on uh, on that with the shooting? I guess it's going to be kind of up and down. But do you more focus on do we run the offense well? And the shot, some nights shots don't still fall, right? You have to kind of accept that. Yeah, I mean, sometimes they don't fall. Um, I know that this is only like uh, two, it was like two quarters. It wasn't like a full game, right? It was like kind of like a two quarters situational yeah. type thing, whatever. So it wasn't like an actual yeah. pull out running clock game type thing. Right, right. So uh, I want to make sure that, you know, people actually understand that as well. But as far as the shooting, I did look at the box score and I saw like, you know, two for 17. And that's the first thing that stood out to me. I was mm-hmm. like, man, like we need to have some shooters um, for our <laughs> for our squad to do well and for our squad to do well throughout the season. We got to have a consistent shooter. Even if it's just one, we still need somebody that we can know that can knock the ball down or at least be a threat where people kind of 
go out to that person and open up the, the lanes for other people to kind of attack and drive to the basket, especially, you know, how big we are, because we're going to have to be clogging that lane up, you know, with our height and everything with, you know, uh, Lively and then you got to know Young and, you know, uh, everybody's coming off the, you know, playing, uh, um, uh, yeah, I'm say it wrong. Flip, flip. Phil Filipowski, yeah. Filipowski, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I said flip. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> they, call him, they, call him, they call him flip, so we can do flip. that. Okay, flip. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> I didn't want to mess his name up. In there. No, that's and, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we are going to be long enough later and clogging the lane up like that. And so yeah. we have to make sure that we have that. So that's the person that kind of stood out to me. Obviously, yes, it's the first time we actually play against somebody else other than ourselves. So things are going to be a little bit different with that being said. Uh, I know Coach Shire, John Shire is going to be kind of playing with different, you know, fives. If you be out there, kind of go out there and see what he sees and, you know, that whole thing. But I wouldn't take too much from, you know, us not doing as well as we wanted to in that secret uh, scrimmage. It's yeah. just that it's more of a learning experience because it was our first game to play against somebody else that wasn't us, you know, and then kind of look at that and obviously – the first exhibition game is not going to be a great test for us to show what was learned, right. but it's it's a long process. We have a lot of young guys. It's going to be building blocks up until a certain point in the year. Hopefully, that's, that point is before the ACC tournament, you know, conference <laughs> play starts. But yeah. it's going to be building blocks, you know, becoming who we're going to become, and then kind of go from there. Right, like uh, you know, one thing uh, I know they wanted to, they wanted to share the ball better. Um, uh, in the, in the exhibition with Fayetteville state and, you know, the Houston game, they had four or the scrimmage, you know, they had four assists, by the way, it was only 160 minutes of action. Um, usually it's, um, you know, 200 minutes, it's 40 minutes. Right. So, uh, they didn't play if they, right. They didn't play a full 40. I'm looking at the box score here. So, um, but, uh, Duke had four assists on 15 made field goals against in the Houston scrimmage, uh, against Fayetteville state they had 21 assists on 30 made field goals. So that shows you right there. Uh, well, first of all, as they said, you only get an assist if the shots made <laughs> and then make sure. shots again. So we're True. back to that, but no, yeah, they moved the ball around better. And um, that was one thing they wanted to do. They wanted to, they wanted to do a better job of getting shots more in transition before, not, not just layups. Obviously you want to get layups, but getting down and getting shots before the, before it's five on five is how uh, Proctor explained it to me last night. And they did some of that where it was, you know, maybe a three on two or four on three uh, before they can get their, get their defense set up. Uh, and that worked out really well. One thing, Jacob Grandison, like he only took three shots uh, in the Houston uh, scrimmage uh, in the, uh, against Fayetteville state, he was six out of nine from the field, three of six from three point. And that's what Duke is looking for. He was a 41, 42% three point shooter at Illinois he's going to be a factor. I think, I think Jacob Grandison, if he, if he does what he did against Fayetteville state, again, a division two team, not a top 10 team, but he's proven he can do that against high level competition in the big 10. So let's keep an eye on Jacob Grandison, right? Number 13. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. So we, we, need, we need that, that shooter. So fingers crossed. So, but I mean, like you said, he already played against, you know, other uh, bigger programs, especially being the big 10. So he's, he's used to playing, uh, you know, Big Ten is more of a physical, slower down basketball type, you know, conference anyway. So just you know, him bringing that 
to ACC where we like to get up and down and run and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think uh, hopefully that's going to be more suited for him, especially being a shooter. Absolutely. Um, so, and he was the first guy off the bench, uh, the Fayetteville State exhibition. They, the starting lineup was uh, Jeremy Roach, Tyrese Proctor, uh, Kyle Filipowski, Mark Mitchell, and Ryan Young. So I think if Lively and Whitehead are in there, you likely would would uh, have Ryan Young and Mark Mitchell coming off the bench with Whitehead and Lively starting. And so then you, your first three off the bench, when things get to where they should be, uh, will be probably Grandison, Mitchell, Young, and then maybe, you know, Blake's if he's playing well, right? So um, then you got that's, – that's nine – that's a nine-man rotation right there uh, that can keep a lot of people fresh. And maybe Jaden Shute can hit some shots. But anyway, um, that's kind of what we're looking at as we head into the season. And uh, uh, again, other times uh, I noticed they they would go a little smaller and substitute um, Blake's uh, for for um, for Young and go with Filipowski and Mitchell uh, at, at, down low. And so you got you know it's a lot of freshmen on the court, but uh, but that's kind of their ball handling lineup. Um, the one thing about Mitchell, I would have mentioned him. He's six foot eight. Um, I didn't know what to expect from him coming in. I knew he was a you know, a top a five-star recruit. He wasn't projected to be a, a one-and-done kind of like uh, Lively and Whitehead are, but he's a really good defender, and I think he's probably the best defender on the team. Uh, well, I should say of the, of the newcomers. Jeremy Roach has more experience, but uh, he could really uh, – you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, guys can switch one through five. He seems like he could do it. He was playing the five a little bit last night on defense, late uh, on one one situation. Um, and he seemed comfortable down there. And then also another time he was out guarding the point guard. I mean, he just, just watching the way he plays defense. He was really, um, intent about what he was doing. He really, you could see he was, he was already communicating like, you know, his freshman, in his first, first real game, you know, at, at Cameron. Um, so, you know, that, that's something we can watch for too. Number, number 25, Art Heyman's Jersey. We'll talk about that again, but number 25, Mark Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to have a, a utility guy like that where you can stick into any kind of lineup, it doesn't matter what the lineup is. We know that he is a, a guy that can adapt to anything. That's going to be great for our our team uh, going through the, the season. But the fact that he's able to be kind of like, you know, a Swiss Army knife, you know, he has all the different parts that, you know, he can use. Um, that's going to be awesome to watch and watch him grow as, as the team grows as well, too. So uh, I didn't know much about him when he came into Duke, but the fact that hearing these good things about him, I want to make sure that I'm kind of keying in on him throughout the year as well to kind of see his development. But anytime you have guys like that, I mean, if you look at, even if you go with the NBA, you look at guys that win, they have those type of guys that are able to do a lot of things, maybe not everything great, but a lot of the different things well, you know, so hopefully he is the, you know, that type of guy, you know, not a Draymond sort of person, but kind of the Draymond green characteristics where, you know, like I said, he's talking on the court, he's being a defender, he can guard multiple positions, he's able to do, you know, those type things, you know, for our team and, you know, um, kind of go from there. But uh, I would love to see the progress of this utility, um, you know, person as he grows to become the Mark Mitchell of, you know, what he can become. <laughs> yeah. He does. And again, he doesn't seem like a guy that they're going to listen and say, Oh, we need 15 points and seven rebounds from you every night. I mean, that's not, 
that's not what's needed from him, especially when Whitehead and Lively come back. Right now, they could use it, and he he scored pretty well uh, in the in, against Fayetteville State. Um, let's gonna look it up real quick because I didn't have it committed to memory, but he did have 15 points. He's made five of eight shots, five for five from the line, which is a great sign. Um, six total rebounds, no turnovers in 23 minutes. All good, right? That's what you want to yeah, hear. Yeah. yeah, all good. Yeah, I'm but, looking at it right uh, now too. Yeah, yeah, all good. Yeah. Um, so, but even, you know, as we go into the season, you know, fans shouldn't be expecting that every night. I mean, that's not realistic probably. Uh, but if he goes in there and can spell on defense, can make some plays there, he does a lot of his scoring, like in the lane, like uh, rebound baskets. Um, you know, he's not, uh, uh, I haven't seen him like, you know, be a big jump shooter yet. He's more, he's 6'8", he kind of gets in there and uh, gets some, um, in hockey, they call it like greasy plays, like dirty plays, right? He's in, in the lane, getting rebound baskets, things like that. Um, you need guys, some, some gritty guys like that, right? So, enforcer. yes, exactly. Um, that's my, that's my only talk, hockey term I know. So, as the enforcer, yeah, the fighter, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, so no, that, that, that's something for, for us to watch as we get into the season next week. Uh, the opener is against Jacksonville on Monday night. Uh, and then Duke comes back on Friday and plays, uh, South Carolina upstate. Uh, and then after that, and of course, we'll have another pod before then, but, uh, then it's the Kansas game, uh, the Champions Classic, uh, in yes. Indianapolis, which is yes. where normally it's like the real start of the season is the Champions Classic. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They did push it back this year because it would have coincided with election night on, on the eighth. Uh, these like okay. Tuesday, and that that's a holiday. Um, no, there's no like you know. So they, they encourage college athletes to right. go vote, which is right. a great thing. We all want to go vote and, and exercise our democratic right. Um, so um, yeah, so that's uh, that's why the Champions Classic got moved back. We did mention it earlier. Bill Self will not be coaching Kansas in that game. He's uh, they've self-imposed a four-game suspension for him and one of the assistant coaches, Curtis Townsend. Um, they're trying to get ahead of the sanctions that are going to be coming down against them, tied to the FBI uh, Adidas investigation from now five years ago. And uh, we'll yeah, see if I it's enough. Yeah, I didn't know that was still going on. I was like, um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> It was a uh, Arizona coach got uh, got caught up with that. Yes, but he I, resigned. I, I, right, right, and I thought that was kind of like you no, know, the end of that whole investigation of all the college coaches and everything. But now hearing this again, I'm like, man, it's still going on. Like it's what 2017, I think it was. Happening. Yeah, yeah. When we first heard of this, and then yeah. it's almost 23 now. You know, like yeah, I didn't realize it's still going on. <laughs> That's um, it's just you know, it's so. Uh, we could talk a whole a whole podcast just about that, but uh, the process. I know they're trying to be painstaking and get all the facts right and get them in context. But now, how do you? You know, the, the kids that are playing on the team now had nothing to do with all this stuff that was going on. So I know you're trying to punish the university. So I guess they could find the school. Maybe that's what they'll do. I have a feeling uh, that this the four games isn't going to be enough. I think that the NCAA may punish. Kansas further. Kansas self-imposed this thinking if we do this, maybe they'll just accept that and we'll be done. I don't think so. I think maybe, but I, you know, again, Louisville's Louisville's uh penalties just just came down uh uh th- this week and uh, they got no postseason ban. Um a lot of that is the stuff that happened under Rick Patino, who's now in Iona. So again, he's gone. And then they brought in another coach after Patino, yeah, Chris Mack, yeah. who coached for a while. Now he's gone. So yeah. we've cycled through two coaches. And uh, and now it's you know Kenny Payne and 
and Nolan Smith no. there you know, no. trying to clip. By the way, they Louisville lost their exhibition to Lenore Ryan by 10 points. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's going to be a long season, I think, mm. uh, for Nolan mm. and, and Kenny Payne. But anyway, um, yeah, Louisville's, it may take them a little while for Louisville to get back to being Louisville. But uh, yeah, that, that wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I can't yeah. imagine, especially, I, I know this kind of full circle for Nolan and everything. But yeah, we're leaving Duke for the last, you know, however long he was there. And then going to this is it's gonna be a tough pill to swallow until the they get yeah, yeah. But I mean, you no, know, Nolan is a person that wants to get better. So I'm sure he's gonna attack it and everything. It just like for me, on the outside looking in, it's gonna be kind of a, a tough pill until they get things <laughs> back right. So see here, you're right. I, I th- I think he's maybe thinking he's playing the long game here. He's thinking, first of all, he has his family ties in Louisville, but uh, he's challenging himself, you know, putting himself in a position that he wasn't in before. Right. Duke doesn't usually have to face these kind of situations or they haven't for a while. And uh, so when he gets ready to be a head coach, he's in the interview process, you know, tell us about a time you faced adversity. Well, Here's exhibit hey, A right here. He's gonna speak on that. Yeah, he's gonna big have that. L. Yeah, he's gonna have that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little more than uh, you know, um uh the charter plane leaving Duke was a little late one day. You know, that was our adversity. So anyway, <laughs> it's all how you look at it. But uh anyway, okay, so uh that's all for this week's edition uh uh of the Believe in Duke podcast, sponsored by Bet Online. Uh next time we talk, we will have an actual real game to have to be breaking down as, as Duke opens with Jacksonville on Monday night. So we'll be back next week. Uh, uh, we'll have a pod dropping before the USC upstate game. And we'll be talking about that one and leading into the, but then we'll know a lot more about uh, Duke's team from the first game, Derek lively, all that. And we'll see how, uh, how the do going into Kansas. So Sheldon have a great weekend. Uh, all, right. We'll, you too. All, all right, man. Tony all next week. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.